Play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. I Jeffrey, I, I'm I am grateful 
to be surrounded here uh, at 92.9 by a bunch of technological wizards. I, uh, I arrived at the studio this morning to see <laughs> people flying all over everywhere. We're in this studio. We moved studios. They're trying to figure out how to get us on the air. Chris, Dennis, Jeffrey all scrambling. Meanwhile, Ron Olson was there giggling and saying Correct. Some, <laughs> someone poured coffee on the board. But that's not what happened, is it? Uh, more or less, yeah. More or less, really? Yeah. More or less. Yeah, hand up. Uh, not coffee, but I, I spilled my drink, yes. <sighs> the lid was not on. The lid was it not was secure. It was literally a spilled drink. Correct. Wow. Yep. That's exciting. What was it? Uh, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Pepper is the reason that we were scrambling today. And we're not talking like it was like a flood. Like, a little, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Pepper's a powerful, I mean, powerful. Shout out to corn syrup. Uh, deal. And Ron Olson. Ron Olson, who has seen it all at this point, he just is giggling in the hallway and, uh, and people are flying around. And again, we're going to hope this is not an omen because we have a big show because there are big games. Tonight and this weekend uh, for uh, your local teams. Let's see. Let's see. Today on the radio show, Jason Smith's going to join us in the next segment. Uh, we'll talk to him about all manner of things, including the Memphis Tigers who play at Missouri tonight. And so uh, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, straight up at 10 o'clock, Chris Harrington is going to join us. Grizzlies, they play the Jazz tonight at FedEx Forum. We'll talk to him about that. And then Jeffrey is going to spill his picks for us. Uh, I don't I don't know. Again, we're going to hope it's not an omen. Um, but uh, every season I head on into the bank before the season begins, I get t- out and Chris's $100 bills. I hand him to Jeffrey. I say, go forth and invest. He does that. And, uh, and he's going to make us rich with a uh, full load of picks uh, from the college football slate. So, Jeffrey, I'm going to give you a chance to catch your breath Mm -hmm. and then tell me. If there was a Memphis citizen who cared about Memphis football, cared about Memphis basketball, Mm -hmm. and cared about the Grizzlies. Okay. Okay. So we're going to – because everyone doesn't, in fact, care about all those things. There's some people who care much more about – even Memphis fans who care much more about football than basketball or basketball sure, than football. Sure, but there is there's such a person that exists. Yeah, there's so and, – and a lot – I think there's a lot of people who are in that category. They want the Tigers to do well. They want the Grizzlies to do well. Uh, and they want the other Tigers to do well. You tell me. Rank insignificance how that average person should feel about the Tigers game tonight – the Grizzlies game tonight, and the Tigers game tomorrow. In other words, if they could have one victory, which victory would they want and should they want? If they could have two victories, which two victories would they want and should they want? Which of these wins are most important for these three teams that will unfold, you know, in the next 36 hours? Are you someone that... Are you someone that would like to see change in the football program? You can, you can, I think we can analyze this however we want. Okay. I think you can analyze it however you want. In terms of. Let's let's just, before you actually come up with the answer, let's evaluate them. Okay. Let's make an argument for each being the most important. Let's start with that. Okay. The, the, the uh, Grizzlies game is the most important. Because they're in They're going to need every win they can get. They're in spiral. They're going to need every win they can get. In the end, we are still... No, one game of 82 doesn't particularly matter. That would be the argument against it, right? Or one of the arguments against it. One game. The against- argument against it would be you have 82 games. You have the most amount of games. One loss is the least impactful. Right. I think there's two arguments. Yeah, but then the counter-argument to that is it's going to be close probably getting into the play-in or the playoffs, and you need every you need to scrape together every win. And honestly, just for to stabilize this franchise, you need a home win. Um, who knows what's coming next? I think there is – you can make a perfectly reasonable argument um, that that is a critical win for the Grizzlies, even though it's one of 82 – Honestly, one of the counter-arguments would be this. The season 
<laughs> it's kind of a lost season. And like, here's my argument on behalf of Memphis Tiger basketball, right? I think the best argument on behalf of Memphis Tiger basketball is this: the reason that it matters more than the others. Are you look at what is possible for each of these teams? Do we really think that Memphis football is going to beat SMU? This would be the argument for Memphis basketball. Do we really think that Memphis football is going to beat SMU and going to you know, go to a New Year's Bowl? Unlikely, right? And so what, 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 to what end is a win over a sh- overmatched Charlotte team? And in terms of the Grizzlies, do we really think that this is going to be a meaningful season for the Grizzlies, the way it has started and the way it has unfolded? And so for the basketball Tigers, who actually have the highest asp- – at this point, I think, have the most realistic high expectations of the three programs. Yes, for this, for this for given this season. For yeah. this given season, they don't have the – I think they have the highest aspirations. Even Memphis football, which aspires to go to a January 1 game, it's still – not a, not in any way, a meaningful way, a national contender for the national. Well, you can imagine that this Memphis Tiger basketball team is a national contender for a national championship, and that's why this game is most important. Yeah, I, I still think though, if our power ranking, what would you do? Yeah, okay, give me your I, sense. What do I, you if think? our power ranking, I'm still going. What's the most important? Football one. Football is now. But you added an important caveat there. Right. Are you, if you are someone who really wants, honestly, change in the program anyway and thinks correct. this is fool's gold, and we know you are out there, we know you people yes. are out there, then it's honestly more important to you that they lose this game. Correct. Like, this is a they, really they, important they game. Need to if take, you don't want Brian to get a two-year extension at the end correct. of this, this year, this is a kind of important game. For, again, I don't think that's the majority of Memphis Tiger football fans, but there are people out there. Correct. But you think that's what's the? Why is that the most important? If you're going to make the argument for Memphis football being the, the most the important, end, it, it all comes down to scarcity of games. Like Memphis still does have everything in front of them. Again, is it likely and if, if they lose to Charlotte? Correct, that's that, it. That wipes out. Whereas everything. Whereas if the Grizzlies lose and the Tigers lose, right. basketball loses. That's not right. it because Memphis is going to have the Tiger basketball is going to have another ten games that could replace this game, theoretically. With with Tiger I mean, football, if you lose this game, there's no. It's not like you can get it back, right? No, like, it's the end. Right. It's 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 the end of the, all the dreams. It clearly is to that program. It is more important, and a loss would be more devastating than to either of the other programs. You can survive a Memphis basketball lost tonight you can survive that you can survive a Grizzlies lost tonight you can survive that you can't survive a Memphis Tiger football loss tomorrow correct right that's how that that's how I look so at you it. would say that is the most important yes now what if you're just a someone in who Memphis who just just a Memphian Memphis football is the least important of those programs. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably Which fair. Is true. I think I think if I were just casual Memphis sports fan, I think Tiger basketball tonight would be the game that I would be the most interested in. Because I think it's gonna have the best scene. I yeah. think it's gonna be close to a sellout. You're gonna see two teams that are probably tournament teams dual you know, going at it, and it kind of gives you a sense of all right, where is this team? Yeah, it's the first of something. Yeah. Which is so there's added in terms of a watch, yes. I think you're right. I think there's more anticipation. There's no anticipation for Memphis at Charlotte tomorrow, right? No, None. and and it's it's kind of what we'll talk. You know, <laughs> we'll have this issue honestly with Tiger basketball during conference conference, play. right? Like you're gonna have a lot of these games where it's like just don't lose it, exactly. Just don't lose it. Just don't lose and it. Like you're not maybe just like, don't lose it. You're not like maybe clearing your schedule to watch it, but that's the reality of the situation. Uh, in terms of likelihood of victory. Um, obviously, Memphis football is the most likely. They're uh, uh, significant favorites uh, at Charlotte and should be. And so we expect them to win that game. Both are the Grizzlies underdogs? Do you know the answer to that? Do you know the answer? I would do you know the answer to, that we know, we know that the Memphis, yeah, we know that the Memphis Tiger basketball team, uh, depending on where you're looking, uh, underdogs, I've seen it recently at three and a half now. Um, and so. That game, 
Uh, it feels like a coin flip because we know so at this point in a basketball season, we know so little about. I mean, forget what you know, whatever you know about Missouri. We we know very little about this Memphis this Memphis Tiger basketball team. We right? don't even know the starting lineup. We don't even know the starting lineup. By the way, Penny uh, talked about this subsequently. Penny, who watched the game in a private room in a sports bar, yeah, that I'm surprised seeing, you. I'm seeing two and a half. Um, so it Tiger Grizzlies by two and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. The Missouri's favored by two, two and, and a half, half, and then the Grizzlies game is. God, I hate this app right now. Um. Penny watched at a sports bar, which I honestly surprised me a little bit. Now he wasn't out there hanging out with the people at a sports Grizzlies bar. Grizzlies by four and a half. He that, was that's at, a little surprising. He was in a private room uh, at a, at a sports bar watching it, and he said basically, um, it was it was as we described. They started who they started, including Malco over Jordan Brown, um, for motor, for motor reasons of motor. Um, and uh, so there you go. Do you have any inclination as to who will start tonight? It wouldn't shock me if we see the same thing again. Like, I, I don't really think anything's necessarily changed. I mean, that's kind of the other aspect of it. While Malcolm started, Jordan Brown played more minutes. He did play more minutes, right. Like, I mean, we're, we're already, we're also doing the, Jeff, we got nine starters. <laughs> he did. We, he we've already, we've have, already, we've already we gone got to that. Nine starters, yes. and it doesn't matter who starts, Correct. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I do think of the games. If I could only watch one of the three, it's not even close. Which three? I, which of the three I'd watch? The one I would watch would be uh, the Tigers versus Missouri. And I have no idea what to expect. Gabe asked me. He said, uh, you know, I know it's early in the season, whatever. What do you do? I'm not going to ask you to predict, but predict. And, uh, and here's the truth. If you told me that you really believed that the Memphis Tigers, with their experience, yeah, sure, they're going to a, pl- to pl- a tough place to play. You don't think Javon Quinterly's played in tough places? Like, th- this is a deeply experienced team that is incredibly talented has great shooting, and is perfectly well-suited to go in there and get the win um, and is not the kind of team that's going to be shaken by, um, you know, the, the, the student section or anything else at Missouri. Um, I, I could believe you. I'd say, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable take to me. And if you told me that, ah, from what I saw Monday, they're just – they're a, you know they're they're not operating like a, they're going to turn the ball over too much. They don't yet have um, a clear pecking order. They're not totally locked in defensively. They've been out rebounded, and so they're an incredibly gifted team. They're just not ready this early for that kind of test in a true road game. I I would believe that too. Do you have do you lean towards one over the other? I I. I think we might have overreacted about Monday. I like, at a certain point, like other than that first like ten minutes or so, they kind of looked exactly like I expected right. them to. In right. that first ten minutes, now if we, if like it is also, I'm not dismissing it in terms of like it's something I would write down. And if we start to see that become the pattern, right? Well, then yes, well, that's, we could, I guess my point is this: we don't have any idea. Like, we don't have any idea. The the reason that is honestly, quote-unquote, worrisome the first 10 minutes Monday was that, A, we have no idea, and B, we've seen it before from Penny teams. And so it's like, ooh, I hope this isn't what we're going to see from this Penny team. But no, I have no conviction. I'm not telling you. I I could just as easily buy theory A, which is it's a deeply tested, deeply talented, deeply veteran team that's going to go in there. I could imagine them winning by 16. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because especially if this team actually is this good of a shooting team. Yeah, that's the that's the huge like that's a, differentiator. That's a big difference from what we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is a huge differentiator. Uh, big game. They uh, last went to Missouri in 2002 when the leading score was Billy Richmond. Uh, so What a world. And this will likely be, don't you believe, if they can win. It's a quad one win. Oh yeah, no. I, I yeah. especially if, when it's on the road. Yeah, yeah it's I, on the I road because it's a road game. I would suspect that's the case. <sighs> All right, so there's that one. 
And we have power ranked them now. Officially, official ranking of the Jeff Calkins show is that is, I don't know if it's the most important game, but that's the most attractive game of yeah. these three. Uh, that's, how, that's how I look it's, at it. It's if we, everything, if you could watch one, that's the one you're going to watch. Uh, and honestly, the one you're not going to watch is Memphis football, just because you expect them to roll and we're trying to get to next week, right? I think that's probably the case. Although I can, I think it's entirely, watching Grizzlies games is not fun right now. Watching Grizzlies games is not at all fun, right? And so, now. if you're someone that's like, you know what, I just don't want to subject myself to that on a Friday <laughs> night. Like, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable position. Grizz favored by uh, four and a half. Four and which a was, half was surprising to me. Uh, the last time these two teams met, the uh, Jeff, Jazz... we, don't, we don't, we're not here to dwell in the past. <laughs> no, not not even the very recent Correct. past exactly. in the other control room, for right, example. Exactly. Yes, that's what's we're, past. We're moving on. What's past is past. Exactly. Um and uh, that's what matters and really the only reason is you 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 pay attention to the past is to is to think about what's going to happen in the future. Um, I I'll just then mention in passing that they did lose one thirty three to one hundred nine last time. Injury report, Jeffrey. Injury report. Uh, of course, Jaws out. Stevens out. Brandon Clark is out. Derek Rose is out. Xavier Tillman Senior is out. We also have as doubtful. Jake Laravia, and as questionable, both with hip strains. Oh boy, John Conchar and Zaire Williams. So the new addition is it's Zaire. An, it's an extraordinary. It's an extraordinary injury list. Like that's crazy. Uh, okay, I'm trying to think though. So in terms of the additions, we've we've added Zaire. Zaire. And I guess technically Laravia, even though Laravia was on right. the, the two, whatever. Anyway, right, and Conchar is, yeah, right, Conchar has been Conchar on the was on there. Right, Conchar has been there. And so uh, if Zaire is out, you may have the, you may have what, what Chris Harrington spoke into existence, which is Luke Kennard starting, right? I mean, don't, at a certain point, don't you need to experiment? At a certain point. You do need to experiment. Like, um, what, what, what's it going to do? Every damn are, game, are you, you going to lose again? Every like, damn game is an experiment at this point. Uh, so there you go. It is really a. Uh, it's an interesting couple of days. And if you look beyond those games, it's an interesting couple of game. A few games because tonight uh, we got prep football playoff, right, Jeffrey? Oh yeah. And uh, and MUS is playing who? MUS is playing Knoxville, Knoxville Catholic, so normally games would start at 7. We're starting at 6 tonight. I don't know if that's because we're playing someone from the Eastern time zone. What Game is kicking off at 6, though. And that's at home. It is. The, the Owls do not have to travel. And what's, the, what's your assessment of this uh, contest? What, um, do we, what do we know about Knoxville Well, Jeff, Catholic? you know, we, didn't, we never take any opponent no, lightly, especially with, in playoff football. Never. You, you know, we, Never. It would be very disappointing if we lost. It would be very disappointing Correct. Uh, if they lost. Uh, and elsewhere, in the, 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 the playoffs are fully underway here uh, in uh, across I think the— Christian Miller has Innsworth, maybe? Or do they have NBA? Yeah. Do I look like John Farless to you? No, I'm, well, I, was th- I was literally thinking in my head. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we have a, a really—some other interesting college football games in particular— Tennessee's got Missouri, and Ole Miss has Georgia. And Michigan may and Michigan may, may hand down their punishment. The, the punishment. Do we believe that will happen today? I think we do believe it will happen today. Right? There will be some discipline for Jim Harbaugh handed out today, and there will be court proceedings if that if that is handed out today. So I suspect you're right. The problem that I've had is. I don't know who actually has good information. Like the, I will, I will credit Michigan. If Michigan's strategy was muddy the waters, I think they have done a tremendous job. And when you say that, where do you turn? Who's 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 doing the reporting on this? So initially, it was a lot of Pete Thamel, and it appears that Thamel has been sidelined. Mm-hmm. And so now ESPN is using Adam Rittenberg primarily, and a little Heather Denich. Um, from the national kind of perspective, I mean, Ross Dellinger had a, a Ross, big, like did, that's kind of thing is like they all kind of started chasing it because it, like, it's such a big story. 
Like, I do think that is a big part of this is the fact that it's Michigan. Like, I think if this is if this is Vanderbilt, I think this story. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's because it's a it's, it's and it's Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh. And if honestly, if Michigan were uh, had two losses, it would not be nearly as big either. I think you're 100 percent right. If they, and like, it's also like if you just start thinking about it, it's like okay, the Colorado story has died. Right. What do we need? We need something. And we can't just have games, for God's sake. Correct. You know, so the. Um, well, what, what are we going to do Monday through Friday? Yeah, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? We got first take and whatever to talk about. So, um, a couple of things were interesting about this. I did really appreciate your insight yesterday, which is the commissioner totally blew this because he can't not do something now. He right, should have packed himself the into a very corner. outset said. This is a disciplinary issue, and it's something that the NCAA handles. There's a procedure for doing this, and and that's what's going to happen here. We're not going to, you know, go rogue uh, because it's Michigan and because you people are mad. We, there's a pr- process. Right because, right, because you're upset. Because you're upset. There's a process. We follow the process. We're a rules-based organization. That's, that, that, that's what he should have said, and then we wouldn't be here right now. One of the interesting questions is... It's if, also like he took calls too. Like yeah, he, you know, so sometimes it's not a caller day. If the um, if the uh, there is if if Harbaugh suspended again and Michigan plays Penn State uh, tomorrow, if Harbaugh suspended and you chose to chose, try to get some injunctive relief, the standard the standard is if you don't get this relief. This is what ha- is generally the standard for in any kind of injunctive relief, temporary restraining or whatever it is. It's, is there irreparable harm? Let's say you're trying to, you know, you're trying to save an old building and you, right. are, you are the, you are the, uh, Jeff, maybe save the green space. You're, you're the, you're, 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 let's say, let's, let's imagine a world where the Mid-South Coliseum is about to get knocked down. Okay. And. And you are one. Can we of make the, that a reality? Well, you are one of the save the Mid South Coliseum people, right? And so you are asking for injunctive relief. There's some lawsuit going on, and you and you're basically saying, "Listen, I need this because the bulldozers are coming today, the wrecking ball. And if 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 we don't, I don't get this injunctive relief, and it's knocked down. It it's over. Like this, yeah. that is irreparable harm." Now, mind you, there's another part of this, which is likelihood to succeed on the merits. Just because something is irreparably harmed, if a judge looks at that and says, listen, Mid-South Coliseum people, you got no shot of winning this, zero shot of winning this anyway, and so go ahead and let the bulldozers roll, that's fine. Go ahead. But you need to prove irreparable harm in order to get an injunction. So, but isn't the reality you just need a sympathetic judge? Well, yes, but that's fine. But you you do need a, a judge to interpret it one way or another. And so I make this argument. So the argument for if Harbaugh is suspended, is there irreparable harm done to Michigan? The argument for is yes. It's a huge game. He's their head coach. They're never going to be able to play this game again. They can't replay it. He's their head coach. This is a, Michigan will be irreparably harmed if they don't get this injunction. The argument against is Harbaugh missed three games earlier in this year, and Michigan rolled. There was not; it wasn't the end of a crisis. And so, why he we, was he was suspended by the school? Why are we saying this is irreparable harm? I think honestly, it's pretty easy to find irreparable harm here, particularly if you have a sympathetic judge, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think in the in the end, like the argument is. They're playing for a national title. If yeah. you don't have, like, it, there's financial compensation. There's, like, it's the point of the sport. Yeah, but they're playing for a national title. If you don't right. win this game, you're not going to be in the playoff. I would and be very surprised if that, if, if, if they, they don't get an the injunction. Yes. I, I think that's right. So, there's. But a, I think the real question is are they actually going to try to do it? Or has this been a lot of. Why w- is who going to try to do it? Is Michigan going to try to get the injunction, no, no. or are is, they going to the suspend Oh, no, I think, I think if they try to suspend him, Michigan will do this. Like I, I think that's made, been made very clear. Michigan has no intention of going to Happy Valley without Jim Harbaugh. I think the league, I think if you're the commissioner and you end up suspending Harbaugh and then you're having to go to court with a member institution, like I think that's going to be a horrific look for a commissioner. Like You are going to have no leverage, no political power. So I'm more curious, do they just levy, like, a big fine? A fine? Yeah. Because that's 
Typically, when we see conference punishments, what does the conference punish schools for? That's fascinating. A fine. In other news, again, we got Jason Smith coming up next, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, and then Jeffrey's bets after that. A couple other things I did want to touch on uh, uh, really quickly. One is uh, the Tui family filed their accounting of money that they received um, uh, from the movie The Blind Side. They received $490,000 from the movie The Blind Side, uh, and they, of that, they paid Michael Orr, according to the, the reports that they filed, $138,000. Uh, as I said, it is amazing. Like, people like to find villains yes. in everything. There's got to be some villain somewhere. I know this wasn't the national narrative, and in some ways it wasn't the local narrative, I don't see a villain in this story. I know people wanted there to be one. I don't know if I, I see a hero I see either. some win-win-wins, though. Yeah. No, not heroes. Not necessarily heroes. I don't see a villain in the story. The idea, which I said from the very beginning, mm-hmm. the idea that Sean Toohey got rich off the blind side at the expense of Michael R. and stole his money was always a fiction. Correct. And is a fiction. And, um, and I, I don't know why people, except for the fact that they found that so... Listen... It doesn't mean that in the larger American experience, African-Americans haven't been exploited. Of course. Of course. But that didn't necessarily translate um, here. And, uh, you know, maybe that accounting will be disputed. uh, But but right now, that is the... uh, Well, and right now, it's the only accounting that we've seen. Yeah. So um, there's that. Leftwich Tennis Center, Tennis Center opens Woo! tomorrow, which is also Veterans Day. Did you know? Do you know anything about Leftwich? The name, the word Leftwich. Well, other than Byron, n- n- not Byron Leftwich. No, not Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I obviously know the tennis facility, but like, I, I, am, I, had, I, am, I, had, I am I steeped in the history of it? I have no not. idea. It's named after William Leftwich, and I'm bringing this up because it's uh, Veterans Day tomorrow. William Leftwich was a war hero who was killed in Vietnam and uh, was a Marine, served during the Vietnam War, and I think it was a helicopter crash during extraction proceedings or something, yeah. and was, I, I just say Leftwich, you know, as yeah, if yeah, it no, yeah. might as well be Byron. I mean, I assumed it was someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, but, you, but you, you lose track of, uh, of who it is. Anyway, that opens tomorrow. Uh, and then we uh, we had so there's some interesting news in women's sports uh, as well. Uh, UT women lost to Florida State last night. Memphis plays them on Monday. Ole Miss women basketball lost to Oklahoma last night. Both of those are ranked teams, Tennessee and Ole Miss. Um, Caitlin Clark is one of the fun watches in all of sports right now. That's just insane. She puts up 44 points. Uh, the problem is though now she's like outdoing herself. Like, I feel like every time, like, like if I see, like, she only scored 30, it's like, oh, she must have had an off night. It's like, she's not playing the second half. Like, watching her drop in threes, my God. Well, it's, it's like, like deep, it's deep, just, I would say deep it's the range. Threes. It's the range is insane. Also, the Women's Soccer uh, League, I, 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 this is one of the things I struggle with with TV, Jeffrey, is mm-hmm. that we are learning more and more, although Disney, interestingly, had a, a very good quarter this quarter, uh, but we are learning more and more that... Um, that that's you know the 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 system the by which we pay for uh, and watch sports and whatever else isn't as lucrative and we got Bally's going bankrupt and we have ESPN losing its grip on people and all of that cord cutting whatnot um, and yet there's also for streaming and for hybrid broadcast there's more it seems to be there's more money out there for more things the women's soccer league got a deal that is worth $60 million a year. And that's not massive money, you know, relative to, to, the, to, the, to the sports we care most about, but it is dramatically up from their anything they've gotten before and was considered to be a pretty significant deal. What is happening? Um, because in the end, people do still watch live sports, right? There is still value attached to live sports. Yes. 
it's the one. It's the one thing that people also watch at the time. At, they're exactly. Not, they're not, so therefore, advertise. You can yeah, make more you can, on you advertising. Capture advertising. People aren't just fast forwarding the commercials. Um, I think what is happening is a a lot of these a lot of these network a lot of these networks their stock price is not doing well because even though like you mentioned with ESPN like ESPN had to finally release their uh, financials the financials were still incredible. I mean, they were making. Right. Yeah, but it's all relative. It's, it, and the problem is, Wall Street doesn't care right. about profit. Wall Street cares about do you have market growth. They care. And, it is and because twenty percent only of, about growth. Because twenty percent of the subscribers left, they're going. Well, you, there's no growth opportunity, so therefore your stock price is going down. And I think the other problem that has happened is, well, for a while everyone just started handing out these contracts and willy nilly, and now they're having to tighten the belt a little bit. I mean, there's a reason why the NBA still has not announced a TV deal. All right. We talked to Jason Smith coming up next, Chris Harrington after that, and then Jeffrey's bets. Uh, I will remind you, uh, over at FanDuel, new customers right now get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Any winning $5 money line bet. So what a, whatever. You, you load up on a heavy favorite, uh, place your winning $5 money line bet, and boom, get $150 in bonus bets right there in your Account that is a hundred and fifty bucks that you can bet however you want spreads, player props, over unders, whatever. Uh, you just got to go to FanDuel, official betting partner of the NFL. It's safe, it's secure. Go to FanDuel.com/slash/Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S to get your hundred and fifty bucks in bonus. Bets must be 21 or older in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fandu.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Jason Smith coming up in a moment. It is the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Gabe Kuhn from 92.9. Check out my show weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Friday, I'm on till 6.30 p.m. Then it's the Grizzlies pregame taking on Utah at FedEx Forum with pregame at 6.30 with Jessica Vincent. Tip at 7 p.m. Friday on 92.9 FM ESPN. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. When disaster strikes, service, service master by Cornerstone are the folks to call 901 Respond. It's an easy number, but go ahead and put it in your phone anyway, just so you have it. Because if it's 2 in the morning, you're in bed, all of a sudden, crash, tree falls through your house, and uh, rain's coming in. It's a freaking disaster. Or you come home and the pipes have exploded and, and water's everywhere. Freaking disaster. Uh, what do you do? 
901-RESPOND. Uh, and you get the literally the best service master franchise in the country. Locally owned, locally operated, uh, 24-hour phone line, works with every insurance company. They will be at your house to put you on the road to recovery. So whether it's a the tarp, whether it's the fan, what, whatever needs to be done, believe me, I can't tell you. I don't have the expertise. They have the expertise to get it done. Service master by Cornerstone. Phone number, once again, 901-RESPOND. Found the roof leak. Where? See those shingles? Oh, what do we do now? I pity the fool. You need the A-Team. What? A-Team Roofing in Collierville, one of only two diamond contractors in the Mid-South. They're a licensed general contractor, but also a licensed insurance adjuster. When it comes to insurance approval, the decision really is in the details. Well, yeah. Get your roof done right. Call the A-Team, 901-605-ROOF. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. You okay? I'm A-OK. A-TeamRoofers.com. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at RedRiverToyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at RedRiverToyota.com or come see us in Wynn. The Fool's Gold Giveaway is here at Southland, where you could win big cash. Join us on Fridays and Saturdays in November, where 10 winners are drawn every hour from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. to win up to $5,000 cash. Earn entries daily. You'll get one entry for every 23 points earned, plus five times the entries on Mondays. There's nothing foolish about the cash we're giving away, so come on down to Southland in November to go for the gold. Must be 21+. plus. Play responsibly for help. Winning call 800-522-4700. Hey everybody, it's Boomer and eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From superchargers, brakes, exhaust kits, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. As a roofer, I don't have time to fail. Homeowners rely on me, so I rely on Beacon. Beacon's unique network of branches work together to get me what I need when I need it. Every branch working together. And with the Beacon Pro Plus app, I've got the brands I depend on, like Certainty Landmark Pro, right at my fingertips. And now through November, purchase Certainty with Beacon Pro Plus, web or app, and earn up to $750. Beacon, always building. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100, you'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff's get severe on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's been chilly the last couple of days, and uh, all the more reason to go to Bounty on Broad and get a lamb shank with Gouda grits. Like, this is, like, perfect lamb shank with Gouda grits weather or perfect pork belly confit weather. Uh, perfect, honestly, time to go in there and, and, and set up your, your reservation to bring someone in for the holidays, family in for the holidays uh, at Bounty on Broad as well. I talk about the pork belly confit a lot because I had it when I went recently. It had, it's new to the menu, and I'm like, yeah, the word confit sounds so fancy. So fancy. I'm thinking, what does this mean? But pork belly, that sounds delicious. So I ordered it. 
And it turns out it's the same cut of meat that is uh, the bacon. Turns into bacon if you smoke it. They don't smoke it. They make it somehow magically, magically succulent. It's honestly thicker than I expected. And each bite was an absolute delight. Um, And so if you go or when you go, and of course they're unapologetically gluten-free. So if there's someone who uh, in, in your group who is, uh, avoids gluten either because they're celiac or because they just have avoided gluten, they can order anything on the menu. It's a delightful restaurant in a restored building on Broad Avenue. 410-8131-410-8131-2519, Broad Avenue. Joined now by Jason Smith. Jason Smith, every single day, uh, sits there and uh, cuts it up, chops it up with John Martin, 11 until 2, joins me now. Uh, we, have not, we have not talked about it Uh the Bears, your beloved Bears, uh, hey. won, la- won last night. And I guess, you know, normally when you have a season like the Bears are having, you'd be thinking, well, oh, God, I want them to lose uh, because of the draft pick. But given that they have the Panthers' draft pick, yep. this was magnificent on all fronts, right? Yep, yep. And add to the fact that, you know, Arizona's activated Kyler Murray. I think he's expected to play this week. And so you figure that'll at least make them – even a team that may be trying to tank, that's going to make them more competitive. I don't, I don't, I don't sense that Kyler's going to be out there to tank. And so, just in terms of the two teams that right now are sitting at what one and eight, uh, you got to like the the Bears' chances for to I, get Carolina's pick being at one. I yeah, feel bad. I, I, it makes me happy that they're NFC teams. It's about damn time that some young quarterbacks go to the NFC. Well, I'm telling you, who's hurting is Carolina because they should be questioning. Right, you make the move, you give up DJ Moore. You're going to be a bad team. You give up a number one pick the next year. But also, what if you didn't get the right guy? Look at what C.J. Stroud is doing. You got Bryce Young. That's going to be the question. And and listen, Bryce Young's a great passer. We know that, you know, if you put some things around him, it can be good. But the one question on him, and it will always be there, is can he hold up? C.J. Stroud just didn't have those, you know, those questions about his frame and those kinds of things. And so um, right now, I mean, you're you're you know, if you're Carolina, you're 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 holding your head in your hands. If you're Houston, um, you got to be happy as heck. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and it it worked out worked out beautifully. Now, I do, I don't know, like Bryce Young, you watch that, he's just got he no nothing. chance. He's he, got he no chance. He doesn't have a line. Doesn't have, a line, doesn't have weapons. And, and, and you trade what would have been his number one, you know, a really good number one in DJ Moore, and so now you're stuck with Thielen. You don't have much in terms of, of weapons, and I, I you know. Thielen's doing everything he can, catching for, what, three, four yards a pass, but uh, a reception. But uh, they don't have any weapons. He doesn't have anything. So he's, he's set up to fail. It's a bad situation there. And, again, you've given away your first-round pick to go get Bryce. And so you're, you know, who do you go? How, how, how do you get immediate help? Carolina's, uh, Carolina's in a bad way. Have you, as a Bears fan, moved on emotionally from Justin Fields? Let, let's say you don't get the first pick. Let's say you get the second pick. There's a quarterback in North Carolina who's considered to be also a franchise guy. Like, are you no? Yep. You would take either of the the picks who are who are projected to be one or two in the NFL draft over the future of Justin Fields? I think so now because remember, you you restart the rookie clock, which allows you to use all of that cap space on, you know, free agents. You're, you've already used some on uh, Montez Sweat and given him extension. It's, you know, the defense is actually, it's not just because of Montez, but it's actually been better. And so for all of those reasons, and, and again, also remember this general manager didn't pick Justin Fields. He's there before he got there. So it's not, it's not his quarterback. And so from, you know, as much as I, I love Justin Fields, the, 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 the person and everything else, he's had his chance to, to, to put his, you know, to put a, a stranglehold on the job and say, I'm your franchise quarterback. It hasn't happened. I realize some of that due to injury, some of it due to the fact the Bears have had some garbage, especially on the offensive line around him. Uh, that's starting to improve. But, no, man, I think, I think because you're going to have possibly two top five picks, to not come out of there with a quarterback and a receiver, and, again, this is a, a general manager that's going to want to go his own way, uh, I think you're probably doing it wrong. I think it's time to push the reset button and do it with either Caleb Williams or Drake May. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You know. I, at one point, I'm all in on Caleb Williams, but I think there are enough question marks now that, you know, we'll we'll figure this out. You know, come combine time, come interview time. It may very well be Drake May that we need to take, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, you 
you know, the consensus number one. I mean, last year, again, Bryce Young. That's the thing. You just never never know which of the guys is going to pan out. And so much of it depends. Look, on look, the look at the Josh Allen draft. draft. Josh Allen was the fourth pick, and, fourth quarterback and, taken in that draft. And he, had, yeah. he had Dable. So much of it depends on the situation you're drafted to in terms of that quarterback success. Because I tell you, if Justin Fields is drafted somewhere else with a with a with a franchise that's got a better system of developing quarterbacks, he may very well we uh, may very well already have his extension. So I, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, you know, we we had the best plan for Justin Fields either. We were a team that changing uh, coaches general managers on him and so it just you know it hasn't worked out and i think you just got to push the reset button get another qb on the on the on the rookie scale deal i'm going to get to the tigers here in a second but just to follow up on that it appears that kyler murray's coming back to play do you think if i mean we have could have a, a world where justin fields and kyler murray are both available for other teams that don't have a chance to get up and pick a quarterback in this year's draft. Jeffrey, why don't you rejoin this conversation? Would you be interested in, if you were whatever, Atlanta or, you know, pick your team that's not going to be picking one or two and doesn't have a quarterback, right? Sure. Or, or the Raiders, whatever, if they're not picking. I think, like, I think Atlanta's an interesting case study. Would you be <laughs> interested Patriots. in, or yeah, any of them. There's a bunch. At this point, there's a bunch. Would you be interested in Kyler Murray or Justin Fields, both of whom could become available? I'm weirdly thinking fields I still would be interested in. I have less I have less attitude concerns of fields than I do with Kyler. Like I, I just think Kyler's not really a winner. And so I, I would be more intrigued by Fields because to Jason's point, it's not as if the Bears have a long history of doing right by a quarterback and may, I, you could maybe talk yourself into fixing them. I still think, though, I'd rather if I if I could take a younger guy, I'd rather take a younger guy. Would you, Jason, if Arthur Smith called you and said, "Hey, I'm thinking of get bringing in Justin Fields," would you urge him to do that or not? No, I I tell him to take a shot. I think uh, with a guy like Arthur Smith, it could work. But the issue for for Kyler Murray is any team that you know you're going to have to take on that salary, and you know that there are the questions about you know Kyler Murray is making what top seven, top ten. I know right. top ten money. And you've got the questions about him. There's Jeffrey's right about winning, but also about you know how much do you, how much do you study the game? How much are you engaged in the game? You remember there's the, the it, wasn't it in his contract in terms of the film study and everything else? Like we need you to pick it up. And so you're getting a quarterback on the top dollar that you're still questioning his motivations and how good does he want to be? How good is he? You know, in, in terms of what you want the team around him to be. And so for all those reasons, you go Fields because you're going to get him much cheaper. Uh, I don't know. That that's a big commitment, you know, to Kyler Murray. That's going to eat up a lot of your salary cap. You take him on, and you know he, had to, uh, unlike the guys ahead of him, he hadn't proven enough to me to take on that kind of salary. Arizona may be in a spot where, like, you got to you got to convince somebody that Kyler Murray is going to be a more mature quarterback, you know, going forward, taking on that kind of salary. So, you know, that I, I, they're stuck too. I think with whatever happens with with the quarterback they've got, I don't think they can a, afford to take a rookie one, you know, at this point. Because uh, I don't know how many folks will, yeah, folks didn't want to trade for Lamar Jackson. Right. That's ridiculous. That's, so that looks me stupid. Take a Tyler Murray that we know right. uh, doesn't point. study film. So yeah. uh, that's you know, All right. that, that, he's going to be their guy. We got Tiger basketball tonight. We got Tiger football tomorrow night. We got Grizzlies basketball tonight. What games matter most, Jason? Um, men's basketball against Missouri matters. This matters the most, certainly for all the reasons you said. Uh, can't lay it any, out any better than you did. Their, their ceiling's the highest. And uh, I went and looked it up. I think Penny Hardaway's teams, he, we know he won't be on the court tonight, but his teams are 3-6 and six in, a, in, in a way or semi-away. Only reason I bring in semi-away, that, that Oregon game uh, uh, right. that year uh, was basically an away game, but 3-6. and six. So these have been tough spots. You need these to get out of, again, the 8-9 spot, to have the highest ceiling on your ceiling to get out of that 8-9 seed slot. You need to win like this. Um, so it's the most important. I'll tell you, number two is probably uh, Memphis women's soccer on Saturday night against LSU. Yeah, you're, uh, right. Matthew, you're right. You're right. You're that, right. That's that a big home, one. That, that is at home. It's a big one, and it's the NCAA tournament. Uh, then, you know, we could go probably Memphis football because, again, I, I was talking about with Jeffrey on his show yesterday. This is a must-win game. I, I, listen, I'm, 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 I'm almost there. I'm almost to where I was with the, the, the two-lane opportunity you had in front of where – Again, it felt like you're, you're turning up the heat and, and you're trying to get that thing up to a boil and maybe you're simmering a little bit. If you can get this win, you get back to that spot. 
where, again, it's an opportunity against SMU. And I think that's why, you know, this, this question mark of whether or not you're going to get Seth Hennigan is so big because I trust a, a diminished Seth Hennigan even uh, 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 with an offense that's been, you know, on a roll of late more than I do. As much as I liked what I saw from Tevin Carter, Tevin for a full game with a, you know, defense that's throwing looks at him he's never seen. And so critical game for them certainly to get to the 8-2 and two spot uh, against SMU next week, hopefully. And so put that one uh, above Grizzlies, my gosh. All right. I mean, the, as desperate as you are for a win, you know, this, this thing, we just got to get through these 25. The, uh, see where we are then. The, the, Jeffrey was raising this question. Is it overreacting? Some of the sloppiness we saw Monday. There are two things that I saw Monday that, again, I'm not panicking over, but we're just, all you can do is judge what's before our eyes. And, and we know how critical this game is against Missouri tonight. And so the two things that worried me at least a little were the uh, starting lineup, which didn't seem a commitment necessarily to playing the best players or seemed to at least signal some pecking order questions, um, and then the sloppiness early. Again, they could come out and win by 22 tonight. And that, that I would not, I think they're so talented, it wouldn't be shocked if they win this resoundingly, right? But I could also imagine, for all the reasons that we've seen before, that they don't give their best effort tonight and that the, the uncertainty in the pecking order and the sloppiness, which may have been signaled a little bit Monday, would be a part of it. How seriously should we take those concerns that we saw, even if they're slight, on Monday? I think there's a couple of things here, and and I, 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 I like what you highlighted because I think it's a key. You go in there, which is probably going to be a sold-out uh, building. Sound like they only had a couple hundred. You left, that might be gone. You, you turn the ball over early, like you did against uh, against Jackson State, and you are going to be down maybe in a hole that you can't recover from. It's a Missouri team that half of its shots in its first game were three pointers. They love to get out, love to run, and love to shoot it. And so you get down, you get you you're as generous. Or uh, as you were in that Jackson State game, you're going to be in a big hole early, and you're probably not going to come out of it against a good team on the road. And so, the, back to the point: how you start. You know, David Jones was a lot of those turnovers, and what out five of the of the ten that you had earlier, eleven that you had early there. No, it was ten over the first eleven minutes. Five of them were him, and the ball was just kind of going through his hands. So some of that I'll chalk up to just some sloppiness that you can clean up. But you also wonder how much of it. Two things. I think Mark made a good point this week. Javon Quinterly was not assertive early on. If he, you know, he was in the second half. You need the assertive Javon Quinley from the start. It felt like with the new lineup, maybe, you know, David Jones was, you know, they were trying to figure out, okay, who should be the guy to set things up. That's why I think it's, you know, watching who that starting lineup is, you know, Penny wanted to see something different, but you wonder just how much of the new look there going with Malco and Jordan did throw guys off. My, my point, you need, to, you need to get to some consistency as quickly as possible. We realize that. So, And I know Penny said he didn't want Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown getting lost with the alphas in the first unit. But I need my best five on the floor, the guys that have been at least working together in the preseason and everything else, to avoid, Jeff, those things. I need as much familiarity as possible in a situation where I've got all right. these new guys, right, just get, getting to some sort of consistency, some sort of pecking order as quickly as possible – you need to do that. Why? Because this non-conference schedule is so tough and because your second game of the year is, uh, is, is a super important one. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm curious to see, are, are, we, are you still experimenting tonight? You know, I know he said earlier this week he hadn't decided on the starting lineup. Or are you going back to what the guys, Caleb Mills, what they seem more familiar with, which is, again, being back in that starting lineup. Not, not saying that that's necessarily what's going to win it for you or that lineup specifically, but – Finding, again, some consistency, a starting point, and then going from there rather than just the, the experimentation. So I'm curious. I mean, he, Lord knows he's got the talent to experiment, but with so much at stake so early, you know, how much of it do you really want to do? So that, that's, uh, I'm right with you on that part. The start of this and who's out there I think is going to matter. Do you think Penny not being there has, will have much impact on the result? Mm, uh, I don't know. Penny is cool. You know, I, and I do think it rubs off on his team, you know, in, in, in close situations, late game situations, realize you had one last year and uh, got away from you. And even the communication that they talked about, you know, Elijah uh, biting on that three-point fake right before the play. All that said, his coolness, I think, in those situations helps. Um, you got Rick Stansberry, though. 
And because of that, I, I, I just think he's been in all the scenarios. He's been in the close game. So because it's that and not Borman or, you know, not, right. again, not to take no anything disrespect. away from those right. guys or Faraji, no disrespect at all, but Rick Tansberry's been in these situations. And so, no, Jeff, I, you know, as much as you'd like to have him out there and hope that that coolness rubs off on the team, I think you're going to be fine with who you've got out there. It's a pretty good hire. Uh, obviously, Rick Stansberry has helped you off the court NIL and, and, and hopefully is going to help you out tonight uh, if that game's close or it comes down to some coaching. Fun fun game to look forward to. Certainly. Yeah, it should be high. Um, that total is high. I think it's 159 and a half. So they're expecting, you know, that yeah. these teams should be expecting that low, high 70s to low 80s, maybe. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Jason Smith, Jason and John, every single day from 11 until 2. I was at uh, Starting Strength, which is the gym that I go to now. Uh, in Germantown. And I would urge you to, uh, if you're interested at all, to take a look, uh, go to ss.gyms, uh, G-Y-M-S, like gyms.com, uh, and um, 